Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. It's time for the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Hey, Round Daddy. The Roundtable with Round Daddy. Me, James Strebel, Big Daddy. With your host, James Strebel. Hey, Round Daddy, James Strebel. Gotcha. On ESPN 680 and 105.7. No, I mean, I, I thought mean, it was yeah. very clear what they were. I mean, if you're, no, well, you're going to go through that, that and you're going to say, okay, yeah. Kevin Ware, speeding tickets, blah, blah, blah. Ashton Hagens pulls out a shoebox full of money, puts it up to his head, says you got to keep some here. Like, and you get no questions about that? Are you serious right it's now? It's in the past, Mark. It's already been looked into. It's in the past. It's in the past. Yeah, it's been looked into. John Cal Perry still hasn't seen a video which has been thoroughly investigated by the University of Kentucky. I, I, which, what's what? It's from the past. Actually, the video is from the future. That's what the truth is. It's from the future. Ashton Hagens has a time machine. He's already it's been to the, the NBA, future. and now he's brought this back to the to the past, and now we're playing it, and, and the University of Kentucky's thoroughly investigated the time machine because it came from the same place as Sandy Bell's fax machine. I just want to say thank you, James, for all of these rejoins today. This this has been a fun show. Thank you to Phil Baker for hanging out. Thank you to the Blitz folks, uh, Ty Spalding, Cam Drummond, and Zach Osman. Thank you to Julia. I forgot. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin her last name. But thank you. She brought in some against the grain beer. I'm enjoying that uh, that bourbon barrel aged. Ale right now is delicious. Thank you so much. Uh, Texter says uh, a couple things here. Four three seven nine six eighty. Round Daddy. Those signs uh, that are you are in a cult sounds like they could be three things you encounter on an adult cruise. I got stories. Texter, <laughs> give me the name of that show again. You can't find it. Okay, it's Rael the Alien Prophet. It's R A E L the Alien Prophet. Go to imdb.com if you want to look it up there. And it's on Netflix. Rael the Alien Prophet. So check that out. Hey, I want to remind everybody about our good friends over at Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. 27 area locations, drive through delivery, Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. That's Louisville's go-to liquor store. Uh, you missed it yesterday, the buy three, get one free cigar deal on Wednesdays. Don't worry, you can you can catch up with them next Wednesday. It's every Wednesday, buy three, get one free cigar. So you're going to be out at the Tailspin Elfest on March 2nd with all these great brewers that we've been talking to and, and had on the show here recently. They'll be there with tobacco products, with cigars. So they're going to have a whole setup there. Cox's Every Liquors, and, and if you're, you know, you want to go and pregame before the Tailspin L Fest, you go there and check out the wine, the beer, they got the craft beers, they got against the grain and more, the mixers, the bourbons, everything there. Go check them out, Cox'sLouisville.com. A few more things here before we get into some more content. Uh, content, content. I can't talk right now. Uh, Diener just texted me. 
And said Louisville baseball will play two games tomorrow. One game at 10 a.m. and the other game at 2 p.m. They will both be on 970 in their entirety. And then 93.9 The Ville will carry anything available between noon and 3 p.m. Okay, so noon and 3 p.m. It'll be over on 93.9 The Ville. But if you want to catch both games back-to-back, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., check that out on 970, one of our friend stations. And also something that Drew was talking about earlier this morning, uh, I didn't to be at work until 9 a.m. for my first conference so I was listening to Diener and Blank as I love to do whenever I'm able and he was talking about this uh blessings in a backpack uh deal so so Dr. Lynn uh who is just a pillar of the community I mean his names are on buildings and stadiums on campus at UofL obviously the uh where Lou City and um uh, uh, Racing Lou play. Um, they're they're collecting money for the blessings in a backpack cause. Okay, the Lynn Family Foundation. They'll match donations up to twenty five thousand dollars to blessings in a backpack. Okay, I'm going to read this. This is straight from uh, let's see here, Wave Three dot com. Uh, you can make a donation to Louisville chapter of Blessings in a Backpack worth even more if you donate in the next month from now until march 12th dr mark and cindy lynn will match all donations up to twenty five thousand dollars the lynn say they wanted to help after the organization had to cut about 1400 students from the program they had to cut 1400 students from the program okay this is a program where if, if you have free and reduced lunch at a public school they give these these children uh, food on Friday to hold them over for the entire weekend uh, because these are low income uh, and sometimes impoverished families and and it just breaks my heart that these kids you know have to have these donations to have food from Friday night until Monday morning and it's like a cause that I'm do- I'm going to donate to this myself I mean it's just I'm a teacher. Um, I have students, I have four children, and uh, like this is, you might hear it in my voice, this, this one tugs at the heartstrings. Now, I'm going to read you this quote from, from Dr. Mark Lynn. He said, my wife Cindy was made aware that blessings in a backpack, Louisville chapter is short on raising funds and would need to cut schools from their list in late December. We both knew that we could not sit back and allow our children to otherwise go hungry. We then immediately contact, contacted the Louisville chapter to discuss ways we could lend, lend a hand and make an impact. We are thrilled to be able to announce today that we will match up to $25,000 in donations. This will allow over 300 children children to be able to be fed for an entire school year in our community we challenge all Louisvillians to step up and join us to give back to the kids in our own backyard so you're asking me probably Strebel how do I how do I donate go to at Lynn Blessings on Venmo and that's L-Y-N-N B-L-E-S-S-I-N-G-S on Venmo and you can donate so it, up to $25,000 uh, Mark and Cindy Dr. Mark sorry Dr. Mark and Cindy Lynn will match up to $25,000 so we're talking about $50,000 to this cause and it couldn't be a better cause and and I hope that people take advantage of this I'm going to donate myself here um, once the show is over because uh, you, you, you can't go wrong when you're helping kids you cannot go wrong so please donate and help them out 437 ups jobs uh text line you can match uh, or not match us but uh contact us that way so here we go um kentucky basketball has a major game on saturday okay and that's against auburn and you know the wins that they have this season 
outside of North Carolina have been, for the most part, ho hum. Uh, and and if I if I go back and look, the quality of opponents that Kentucky owned victories over haven't been the best. I mean, we we all got hot and bothered over that Miami win. Miami's tanked. They're done. They're not going to the tournament. Um, Honestly, North Carolina is really the only one right now that still has some legs to it. Maybe Florida, since Florida is looking more like a tournament team here as of late. But even North Carolina, I mean, they, they got beat, what, last night, I believe, the night before North Carolina takes a takes a, uh, takes a bad loss. I mean, they lost to Clemson uh, the first time they've ever lost, or maybe the second time they've lost to Clemson, whatever it was, in the Dean Dome or at home. Uh, so if I look at North, North Carolina, is now 19-6 and on the season. I mean, they're, they have a very similar record uh, to Kentucky, and they've lost uh, three out of their last five games. They lost to Georgia Tech, 74-73. They lost to Clemson 80 to 76 and then they lost to Syracuse that's who it was 86 to 79 uh so I mean they, they've been stacking some losses but that, that win they're probably still going to win the ACC regular season they're probably still going to win the ACC tournament so that win's still going to look good for Kentucky and they've had opportunities to stockpile quad one wins and they've lost almost every single time they're two and i think six now on quad one wins of the season they're quad one win uh unc and i think i think mississippi state is a quad one win right now but they didn't win the tennessee game there's a quad one opportunity didn't win the gonzaga game that was a quad one opportunity south carolina probably a quad one opportunity right now they lost that one too they have another one coming up against auburn on saturday and auburn as we talked to cam drummond earlier is going to be a very very dicey tough basketball game it's at auburn bruce pearl and kentucky i'm sorry bruce pearl and john calipari have a rocky relationship to to say the least they don't really like each other that dates back to their days when bruce pearl was at tennessee and john calipari was at memphis we all remember that um those two going back and forth they just don't like each other they have very similar personalities people with similar personalities like that generally uh they they conflict when those personalities come into contact um but auburn's a weird team it's a really weird team. They have some great wins on their resumes, and right now the matchup predictor has Auburn 85% winning this game. But Auburn stumbled this season. They're, they are 20-5. and five. They have a better record than Kentucky. But if you look in the SEC, they lost to Alabama at Alabama, which is no shame. That was a 79-75 to 75 uh, loss there. That's a rivalry on the road. They lost to Mississippi State 64-58. to 58. They got absolutely blown out by Florida, 81-65 on the road. Then they turn around at home and they blow out number 11, South Carolina, 101-61. That's a 40-point win at home. They've been very good at home. They beat Alabama at home, 99-81. They beat Ole Miss at home, 82-59. to They beat Arkansas, 8 of oh, those on the road. Sorry, they beat Texas A&M, 66-55. They've been very, very good, very good in their building. And that's why this game is anything but a sure thing for Kentucky. This could be a game that is very similar to what we saw at South Carolina, where Kentucky went in and got punked 
from the start of the game. South Carolina never looked back. They win by 17. A very similar scenario could play out at Auburn. On the flip side, if they go and get a win there against Bruce Pearl and the Auburn Tigers in their building, where it's going to be insane. Students started camping out last night. After they beat South Carolina, they're already camping out for tickets. It's going to be crazy in there. We might see a little Charles Barkley. Who knows? Bo Jackson was in the building uh, last night. I did see, I saw this tweet, James, where Bo Jackson was standing there cheering in the stands. A fan came up and was like, let's take a selfie. And Bo Jackson said, no, go watch the game. Like, what are you doing? Go watch the game. I don't. Good for Bo Jackson. I don't blame him. Go watch the game. Go have fun. Go watch the game. Leave me alone. Go, go, you know, go pay attention to what's going on out there. So this is going to be a very, very big opportunity for Kentucky. I'm just not sold that they'll take advantage of this opportunity because they really haven't yet. Outside of North Carolina, they haven't really yet. And this isn't like a last-ditch effort for Kentucky. If they lose this game, they're out of the tournament. No, it's nothing like that. But it could be something that propels them for the last stretch of the season. And Calipari said it himself. He feels this Kentucky team is built for March. Okay? This is from catspaws.com, Aaron Gershon. Uh, Despite his team having lost three of his last five games and sitting in sixth place in the SEC, Kentucky head coach John Calipari still believes his 23-24 Wildcats are built for March. Why? His team is elite offensively. Quote, In the NCAA tournament, you can't score 65-63-62. You can maybe in one game, but you'll get beat. You've got to be able to score points. We can do it. You've got to have a player that can go off in a game so you can have advance. So so you can advance. We have a couple of those. You can't be a high turnover team because the team you are going to play, they are in the NCAA tournament. They are going to be a low turnover team. We are are a low turnover team, end quote. So now's the time in the season that you start to prove that you're built for March because it's February 15th and March is right around the corner. We've heard John Calipari say stuff like this before. We heard it last year. We heard it the year before. Wait till March has been the catchphrase for John Calipari and this Kentucky Wildcats team for the past few seasons. He was able to use that catchphrase effectively for a stretch because his teams were highly successful when March came around. The Brandon Knight team, okay during the season, in and out of the top 25 there. By the time March came around, they're in the Final Four. The first Harrison Twins season. They were very much like this team. They couldn't score like this team, but they took losses like this current team does. Make it to the national championship game. National champions. 2012, we know what happened. 2015, De'Aaron Fox's team, really good in March. That P.J. Washington sophomore team, really good in March. 
We'll never know with the Tyrese Maxey team, but that team seemed like they were built for March. But all of those teams outside of the Harrison Twins' first season had great late surges. And Diener's texting me, and he's right. <laughs> Calipari does tend to make up stats and it, like this based on absolutely no data. No, he's he's correct. <laughs> Diener's, Diener's right. It is. It's just it. No, it's right. It's Cal bloviating. It's Cal going up there and just saying, "Oh, oh, no, don't worry about it." I mean, we've seen low scoring games in the NCAA tournament. It's not all firepower. What what do we always say about the NCAA tournament? The rest tighten up the whistles, right? More fouls are called. So this is like more of a hope for John Calipari. It used to be hard evidence. But I think that really went out the window with the St. Peter's loss. I think that did end that narrative of we're built for March. March is when it matters. And Rob Dillingham's already talked about this. When they lost to Gonzaga after the game, was it Gonzaga or was it, it maybe no Tennessee? I'm sorry, because that's when he had his big game. He had like 35 against Tennessee. After that game, he talked about, you know, we're not worried about it. You know, we're more concerned about March. Okay, well, what about the games that lead up to March? What about the games that you win to help you get a better seed and give you an easier road in March? You're telling me those don't matter? They do. They do matter. You want to play around home where the Big Blue Nation can follow you wherever it is? You want to play teams that are easier to beat? Look, what the, what the, what the 2013 2014 t- team did was amazing. That was a great run. Beating Wichita State, beating Michigan, beating Wisconsin. That was fun. That was awesome. That doesn't always happen. Right? An eight seed doesn't normally beat a one seed. In the second game of the tournament. And this team very well could be an eight seed or a nine seed. I think it all starts it doesn't all start this Saturday. No, they've had chances. I don't want to I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like it all starts this Saturday. This game matters more. It doesn't. It matters the same as the Gonzaga game did. It matters the same as the Tennessee game did. It matters the same as the South Carolina game did. All these games matter. All of them. Vanderbilt doesn't matter. They suck. Arkansas, doesn't matter. They suck. Georgia, they suck. Those games don't matter. But these are the games that do. These are the games that can raise your profile. All the other games, they can just all they do is kill you. They just kill, they just sink you. But they don't do anything to help you, right? If you win those games, they don't help. And maybe I'm using the wrong word with matter, but you get what I'm saying. You win those games, they don't help your cause. These are the games that help your cause. Kentucky has to start winning the games that help their cause. And that's been the number one issue outside of losing games at home with John Calipari the last few seasons. They don't win the games that help. They're few and far between. Sure, we can point to that Kansas game where they beat Kansas by 30 at the fog. But there aren't a lot of those. Kentucky doesn't just go and take care of business in the SEC anymore. And there's a multitude of reasons for that. The SEC is better. They have better coaches. They have better players. It's going to be an 8-9 bid, bid league this year. 
I mean, look at the second most teams in the NCAA tournament. The way it's the way it's trending right now. So we expect South Carolina to be good and be in the tournament. Now they kind of swap places with Arkansas because Arkansas won't be in there. <laughs> but you know, you you catch my drift. Diener also says, check the box score. St. Peter's had 15 turnovers. UK had 13. So, yeah, there goes against that that narrative by John Calipari right there as well. <laughs> right? The St. Peter's had more turnovers. UK still lost the game. They had nothing to do with the March fluff that John Calipari is trying to peddle here. I think they can win Saturday. We'll talk more about this with Max Gobby tomorrow, 812-HIP. I think they can win Saturday. But, man, it's going to be tough. And this team's got to show something that they've only shown, in my opinion, really twice this year. And that's toughness. Maybe three times. They were tough against UNC. They were tough on the road against Florida. And I know it was a loss, but the overtime loss to Texas A&M, I thought they were pretty tough there. Outside of that, they haven't played very tough basketball. And maybe now, with the shortened bench... With John Calipari relying more on small ball, Trey Mitchell is a better defender at the five spot on defense than Zvonimir Ravicic and Aaron Bradshaw. I like what we're getting from Ugon on Yenso. I think you go with those two. Bradshaw plays sparing minutes, and I know y'all are gonna text me, Big Z, he was the savior. He was he was the 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 savior of Kentucky basketball. He's still lost. He's way behind. I'll admit it. He's way behind. He's lost in what he's doing. But I think if you mix those big guys in, and a Duthiero, who's playing pretty damn good basketball, in the post, let's go. Let's see what happens. Let's read some text here before we take a break. And this is some Jay Billa sound, courtesy of Nick Valvano. Texts here, aren't the better teams in March, and they haven't been playing the better teams well all this season. No, that, that that's exactly my point. Exactly my point, Texter. You're right. Most of the better teams they've played, they haven't played well against. I mean, they're going to be holding that UNC win up like a badge of honor <laughs> to that selection committee. Like, look at this. Look what we did here. UNC, UNC. Mitch Barnhart, I know, he, I know he'll excuse himself from the room, but he'll be like, hey, don't forget about that UNC win we had. Don't forget about that. We did beat North Carolina neutral neutral court. It's like a tournament game. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Uh, let's see here. Texter, Auburn big men are going to be an issue. If Trey does not play, uh, Lou better go hard after Pearl. His style is instant wins. No, that means Janai Broom's a damn good player. And I saw this today too. Uh, multiple SEC, SEC guys on the final of the Naismith trophy watch list and tony reeves being part of that but here let me pull up the rest of the uh, of the guys here uh Janai brooms on that list as well though it's he's got some damn good players uh coming in here so let me see okay Antonio reeves obviously he still is on a tear uh it says here about reeves uh kentucky's antonio reeves was honored as he's reached double figures in 22 out of the last 23 games including 12 20 point outings and a season high 30 point burst at louisville so he joins dalton connect janai broom 
Mark Sears, and Wade Taylor the fourth on the uh, Naismith uh, final uh, Na- Naismith uh, list. So this is the uh, uh, basketball player of the year. They keep cutting the list. Antonio Reeves still on that list. Okay, Zach Eadie's going to win, but uh, we all know that. Texter thought y'all was winning three games in a row. Y'all lost. Thank you. Uh, y'all continue to lose. So how about that? Texter uh, Marcus Mabin. Where does he go? Where would he go? Mark. Okay, can I get these sounds before the show is over? Marcus Mabin in the bathroom. <laughs> Locke in the bathroom. Any Locke ED commercial. <laughs> well, we're not like a, a top 40 hit radio station where we just play the hits and requests. Uh, J- James is very busy. We'll see what he can do. Uh, we got people working on the phones here in the building and everything. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Get ready for the final segment of the show. Uh, we'll listen to some Jay Billis sound. And then I want I do want to get back to the the Chris Holtman uh, conversation as well. I, I think that's I think that's very, very interesting where, where this is going because Charlie Donovan is right. I mean, you, you have to you have to have something with the coach ready to go because of the transfer portal. We'll revisit that and more here on the round tub ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash careanywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. This idea that I'm MAGA is, is, as Trump would say, fake news. I'm not. Welcome back to the Roundtable with Round Daddy. Now here's Round Daddy, James Striebel. Hey, I started dancing when that came on. You better believe it, man. I love some Atomic Dog. Love love Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton and company. Love that, absolutely. And, and yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Fake news. Uh, 437-960-UPS Jobs text line. We have all this great additional programming here at ESPN Louisville Wednesdays. Louisville Sports Live there at 7 p.m. over on 93.9 The Ville Saturday. The Victory Formation Show with our good friend Jeff Lightsey and James Black, 10 to 11 a.m. on 93.9 The Ville. And you have the high school hour brought to you by the Cutter Group, 10 to 11 a.m. on ESPN 680-1057. Then Sunday, the Sunday morning hangover with Nick Curran, Phil Baker, Zach Cantrell. That's 10 to noon every single Sunday. So there we go. 437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. All right, James. Uh, Nick Valvano sent us some some, uh, clips from his and Pops's Bob Valvano's conversation uh, with Jay Billis. So thank you, Nick Valvano, for sending these over. And uh, we just finished the Kentucky conversation. So let's go ahead and play these Kentucky clips first. And then I want to reread the Trilly Donovan stuff, the Chris Holtman stuff. 
And then we'll revisit uh, what Jay Bills had to say about UofL and their situation, uh, especially the domino effect of changing coaches uh, is unique in college basketball. I think it's going to be an interesting take by Jay Billis. Everybody knows I have a love-hate relationship with Jay Billis. So we, we all know the sound where I, I yelled at him and called him names and everything. It was justified. I don't care what anybody says. I was right. I was right. I was right. But he's very good on the radio. I, I will admit that. He's good on the radio. He's good with Bob. I understand the Rupp ice cream is very delicious. Thank you, Jay Billis. It's a little overrated. I prefer either a Frosty or a Blizzard from Dairy Queen. How about that? If I had had three options, James, and a Rupp Arena ice cream was one of those options, they would be last. You know I'm with you, so. Thank you. you Hell, I'll take a drumstick over a Rupp Arena ice cream. (laughs) You know what I mean? I love love a good drumstick. Those are delicious. You've got the, 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 the chocolate dipped cone with the nuts on it, and the best part of it, is at the end of the cone. Oh, yeah. The chocolate. The chocolate finishing bite. Oh, it's great. Better than Rupparina ice cream. I think Jay Bill is a, it's a shtick now, which I appreciate. I have a lot of shticks. Weird Wednesday being one of them. But, okay, anyway, enough of me rambling on. All right, so let's play clip four. Um, and Auburn uh, will be favored in this game, which I believe they will. The question is, what's the number? We'll look at that on DraftKings tomorrow, see what that number is. Go ahead, James. Well, playing at Auburn, Auburn will be. Uh, I'm not sure at Rupp. Um, you know, it's for some reason, I don't know, I can't wrap my head around it. It's way more difficult. It seems way more difficult this year to win a road game than it has in past mm. years. It's always been hard, but this year it seems really hard. And, and this is the first time, Bobby, that I can remember thinking about some of these college schedules like an NBA schedule where, you know, in the NBA they refer to some things as schedule losses. In other words, Kansas has a barn-burning game against Houston at home, and then they got to turn around on Monday night and go and play at Kansas State. Right. And that was a schedule loss for them. And, uh, you know, all of these all these schedules for the big shots are geared toward television, which is a, is a smart decision. It's certainly smart for TV, but it's, it's smart for the, the, the schools to do it because they make more money doing it that way. So they're putting their their top brand names in more jeopardy than in years past, and and I think they need to be more thoughtful about that um, as to how they schedule, um, so that they're not putting their top teams in that position. Uh, oh, there we go, Jay Billis there with Bob Valvano. I loved how he called him Bobby. I think that's my favorite part of the sound, James, is he said Bobby, Bobby, like Bobby Petrino, but no, Bobby Valvano. Um, yeah, I mean it's I mean Auburn should be favored in this game. I think Jay Bills is exactly right. We've seen Kansas now lose multiple games on the road. Maybe he's got blasted by Texas Tech by like thirty points. It's 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 been a weird college basketball season. I think at the beginning of the season, we all kind of put Kansas, Kentucky, UConn, Purdue, uh North Carolina kind of in this this mix of like, okay, these teams are separating themselves from the other teams until they started going on the road and losing games and in the case of Kentucky and North Carolina they're losing at home I mean at least with Kansas you can say that there's you know they're still protecting fall gallon whereas North Carolina has lost games at home Kentucky lost three in a row at home so I would argue that the teams are really that are really separated themselves and it's not that that big of a gap let me let me let me be clear on this have been UConn and Purdue I, even though they've slipped up as well Purdue specifically lost to Nebraska and Northwestern um but for Bills is right for whatever reason this season in college basketball the home 
advantage has been pretty good for most teams. Again, Kentucky, an outlier here, losing three in a row at Rupp Arena. And Kentucky being two and one in neutral site games. They had that game against uh, Penn was neutral site. They had that loss to Kansas and then the win over um, North Carolina there. So neutral site games, Kentucky's two and one. All right, let's go ahead and uh, UK... They have had their woes, but the improvement that Jay Bills has seen. Now, he was there Tuesday night when they beat Chris Beard and Ole Miss by 12. So he, he's seen Kentucky multiple times this season. Let's see what he has to say about after seeing them Tuesday night. I do think the fact that they started their season without their three big guys. So they played small with uh, Trey Mitchell at the five. Then they incorporated their big guys in there. So they're playing a different way. Then they have, uh, you know, Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner out for Florida in the next game and all that. Then they're back. Um, it's made it difficult, and I do think that's made continuity difficult on defense. They're, they're not a great defensive team, but they don't have to be a great defensive team. They just have to get better as the season goes along. And they made a—I thought they made a jump. I, I didn't really count the Arkansas game because I don't think Arkansas is very good offensively, so mm-hmm. it can make your defense look a little bit better. But I thought they did a much better job against Ole Miss of being physical and uh, being the aggressor. And uh, and they're going to have to do that against against Auburn just to have a chance to win. The aggressiveness of Kentucky, to me, will make or break this game. If they play aggressive, they'll have a chance to win because Auburn's going to punch them right in the mouth. And this Kentucky team has been woeful at the start of games. They they I think majority of the games this season they started trailing and then luckily because of their offense they can you know they can climb back quickly but when they're against a tough physical team like Auburn is going to be on Saturday that's been a much more difficult situation for Kentucky so no the physicality now when Phil and I were talking earlier I agree with this take too I mean if you're talking about toughness physical toughness on this team specifically in the post I trust Trey Mitchell and to do Thiero more than anybody on the team. You gotta depends. I gotta see more. He was tough on Tuesday. He he very much was. And those are some big dudes that he was going against in the post. And he and he held his own and he and he outplayed them. But I gotta see more of it. As far as the guards are concerned, the guards are pretty tough. Physical, that's a different discussion, but they're tough mentally at least. Reed Shepard's tough mentally. DJ Wagner has lapses. Rob Dillingham, tough mentally. Antonio Reeves, tough mentally. Let's see about Justin Edwards. To me, he's kind of been that wild card that if he plays well, it bodes well for the rest of the team. Let's see how tough he is on Saturday. All right, let's switch uh, to one more uh, bill of sound about Kentucky. Uh, What do they need to do against Auburn on Saturday? The problem they have going to Auburn, in my view, is that Kentucky is learning to be the aggressor. Auburn's already the aggressor, and they're relentless, and especially in that building. Um, that's going to be a challenge. Uh, Kentucky can go in there and play really, really well and still lose. If they don't, like, I, I think you, you've heard this more than me, but the, the, coaches use the phrase, we've got to be ready to play. I don't think ready to play is good enough on Saturday. I think you got to be ready for a fight. If you're not ready for for going down a back alley and ready for a brawl, 
ready to play is going to get you beat. Ready to fight, you have a chance to win. Mm, well said. Well said. I agree with that. No, they'll be ready to fight. Now, that's again. I like Jay Billis on the radio way more than I like Jay Billis on TV. <laughs> Jay's is smiling over there. I do, that, that's a great way to put it. You got to be ready to fight, not ready to play, because they are going to fight you. Those fans are going to be ready to fight you. John Calipari is going to be in a pressure cooker. I mean, I know it's an old musty term, but that, that Auburn statement is going to be a pressure cooker on Saturday. It's going to be fascinating uh, to see what happens in that game. Now, let me see here, because I mean, James. I mean, I got I got to be I got to be honest on the radio here because, you know, I'm I'm all about honesty. That was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be transparent here just like just like uh Bush Hamden is going to be transparent as, as the That's a great name though. It's <laughs> a, a great, great name. name. I love it's a, it's the best offensive coordinator name ever. <laughs> Bush Hamden. I just like Bush. Cuz I like Bush beer. That's why, James. No right, other right, reasons. Right. It's just B- Bush Bush beer. You like George too. <laughs> uh hold on wait okay uh who's sophia bush is she an actress uh oh i don't know i think okay now now this is what we're doing here hold on hold on and i get too carried away <laughs> well, well the bush is a popular name I mean, <laughs> not only a popular name <laughs> it's popular in the 70s <laughs> hold on <laughs> sophia bush i think she's like a model or something sophia bush yeah, it's a person. Yeah, actress. She was in John Tucker Must Die. You remember that movie? Okay, I do remember that movie. Yeah, she's yeah. in. So let's see what else she's in. Uh, I don't know if she's related to the Bush family. Uh, not related to Bush Hamden, we know. But uh, what else was she in? <laughs> this is okay. She was in. Uh, da, 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 da. He's the first person I know with the first name Bush, though. He is. She's been on Drunk History, which I like. She's on uh, The Incredibles 2. She played Void. I don't know what that is. I don't, we don't need to read this. I'm moving on. It's <laughs> enough of that. Enough of that garbage. All right, here we go. So, Trilly Donovan tweeted this earlier, James. Uh, today, 12.44 p.m., he said the following. Ohio State firing Chris Holtman yesterday was a wake-up call for admins across the country. The transfer portal has expedited – I'm sorry, expediated the – um, search timelines. You need a coach for a handshake agreement with one by March 18th, or you're already behind. Okay, so this conversation goes into. <laughs> thank great you, Texter. Text. Yeah, it was a great text. Yeah, <laughs> I agree, Texter. <laughs> but this goes into the discussion about you know Kitty Payne's job situation back against Arkansas State, back against Kentucky, because that was probably the most vocal the fans had been when it comes to getting Kenny Payne out of Louisville like they wanted him out of there sooner rather than later they wanted him fired you know on the spot during the middle of the season and it didn't happen for whatever reason okay there's not clarification on this we had Ty Spalding on earlier today saying that while there wasn't a board stoppage to the firing of Kenny Payne as Mark Blankenbaker talked earlier today with, with Drew Diener about, he's like, look, I know people on the board. That wasn't the issue. But there are other factors that kept Kenny Payne as Louisville's men, Louisville men's head basketball coach after those two embarrassing losses. And with Trilly Donovan putting that out there, and you see Ohio State just saying, you know what, $13 million, whatever, get out of here. That's different kind of money. And now Ohio State can 
behind the backs of you know employers of these coaches start talking hey we have an open position what are you thinking you want to come here want to be in the big 10 want that ohio state money that ohio state exposure let's talk so the argument is why didn't louisville do that with kenny Payne and get ahead of the game hell DePaul even did it DePaul's not a serious basketball program. Nobody thinks DePaul is a serious basketball program. But they fired their coach midseason to get ahead of what Tridley's talking about here, the transfer portal. Because once the NCAA tournament's set and that field of 68's there, that's when the other teams start moving. So it's very interesting that he puts that out there right after Chris Holtman gets fired. And so Jay Billis talked to Bob Valvano about UofL as well. So let's play some of this sound. Uh, sound one here, James. Can UofL be fixed? And I promise there's a tie-in to the domino effect here that he talks about with, with, with changing coaches. Okay, So we'll, we'll get to that because I, I built that up for, this, for, for sound number three. So let's go ahead and play sound one. Billis, can UofL be fixed? I don't know. And first of all, kudos on the use of champing. You, you hear a lot of people say chomping is yes. a bit. That is incorrect. Thank That's you. Perfect, perfect usage of champing. Thank you. Um, I, I, I don't see um, how, you know, this game-to-game sort of dissecting of everything uh, that Louisville does is going to be productive. Um, it, it's going to be, you know, can you get better from here to there the course of the year um it's just so difficult to reverse course in the course of a year and for those that i'm sure there are fans that have their minds made up there may be administrators that have their minds made up um but i'm not sure all that's productive um you know it's not gonna they're not gonna make the tournament it's not gonna get i don't see some sort of um thing where you know they can win the automatic bid and get on that kind of run i don't think they're that kind of team so it's just you know it's like it's like we were talking about turbulence you know you just have to ride it out and uh and this is always these things are always you know you serve at the pleasure of your your administration your bosses and when they've i i still think that this is a big deal and i'm not talking about louisville here just anywhere when it hits their bottom line, that's when it's over. Mm. When butts aren't in the seats and when they're looking at, you know, if we don't do this, we're going to be in this cycle for longer and it's going to cost us more money. The bottom line is going to determine all of this. All right, Sophia Texer. Sophia Bush was on TV shows One Tree Hill and was a cop on Chicago PD. How about that? Texer, that's Big Ten money, though. We are talking an athletic department struggling with revenue and with ACC money. Hey, look, I mean, there was a story out yesterday about the ACC grant of rights. If if, if ESPN doesn't pick the ACC network back up, that the grant of rights could be over. So that's something to watch out for. But the ACC stuff is interesting as well. All right, back to Billis. Uh, can't, okay, can't be obvious. Oh, sorry, can't be oblivious to monetary issues related to lack of attendance. Kind of building on what he just said, and how could this could spell doom for Kenny Payne? You can't be oblivious to it, but but the truth is, those are uh, you can call those canaries in the coal mine with regard to to the economics of this. If there aren't butts in the restaurants, that's probably because there aren't butts in your seat. Yeah, 
And, uh, you know, like, look, season tickets are already paid for, but that doesn't mean they're paid for next year. True. And uh, and so when you're finding, you know, when, when that starts hitting, that's a destabilizing thing. And, uh, you know, what, what what was really interesting to me, Bobby, is like when uh, when Nick Saban retired, uh, I read something in one of these business journals that said that was a one, $100 million change. Yeah, I, I saw that. that same piece. I saw that. And, and you know, w- with Ohio State, that's going to make a lot of coaches money that aren't going anywhere, but their, their administration thinks they might, so they're going to get extensions and big bumps. Uh, somebody's going to take that job, and it's likely going to be from a pretty high-profile place. That means other people are going to leave to go where they are. All right, there's that. So, again, Jay Bill's building the case that it's not just about wins and losses. It's tied to money. It's tied to fans in the seats. It's tied to season ticket holders. All right, last one. The domino effect of changing coaches is unique in college basketball. Go ahead, James. There's a domino effect in this that doesn't exist anywhere else. Like, until college sports does things on the the administrative and coaching side, like the NFL and the NBA – like when when uh, uh, you know when the Philadelphia 76ers fire a coach or the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks fire fire their coach, they're not getting another sitting NBA coach. They right. can't do that, right? Uh, and they can't even get a system. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their guy and went into the the broadcast booth to get, to get their next coach. Um, and college sports is totally different. Um, it's a destabilizing thing, and it, and it has far-reaching consequences. All right, so there you go. Talking about stabilizing the Louisville basketball program and the money that's involved. So, you know, I agree with Ty Spalding and, and 437 UPS Jobs text line. Um, we've entertained some of the discussion about Kenny Payne year three, and again, it's, it's more of a talking point for the radio than it is believing that that's going to be the case because I believe it is over. I think it, I think it's done. And Jay Billis lay, lays out a, a a a case and a scenario in which monetary complications matter, and it should matter. People lose their jobs. People, you know, the area suffers around the Yum Center. So I completely get it. All right, a couple of things before we wrap up here. Um, college football NCAA 25 coming out this summer. More details. James is very excited about this. He's applauding more details out in May. Uh, James, is this going to be a, a game that you go out and you buy right away? Right, I'm excited. I haven't played games in a while, but I will. I will play that one. You will play that one. Okay, so Kellen's very excited about this too. He's got this. This game could actually get him away from Fortnite. Oh wow! It, it, yeah, I know exactly. Yes, because Fortnite. It, look, if you if you have a kid that's from about nine years old until about sixteen years old, Fortnite is the game. Like they oh, yeah, they, I know. they play. James knows they play for hours. Do your daughters play that? Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think so, but they play a lot of games. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, that's that's the popular game. If, if we let our kids play for six hours straight, they'd play Fortnite for six hours straight. But we, we do not allow that. It turns their brains to mush. But he will he will deviate from Fortnite and go to NCAA Football 25. I just want to make sure Kellen does the Dynasty and he doesn't change the ratings and he uses UK. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. He has to. No, I'm with you. He's got to use UK and he's got to use the ratings that, that are... Right, right. He's I used to do coaching. the same thing. Now, when I was doing it, Jared, Lor- Jared Lorenzo was the quarterback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'd throw the hell out of the ball. We'd lose every game, but I, I would. I'd throw the hell out of the ball. And the, Some of the best times I ever had in college I was getting a case of beer going over to a buddy's house 
and playing NCAA football and putting it on like the uh, the coaches mode. Oh yeah, yeah. And to, like just generate to see what happens and everything. Right, right. right. I, I like that too. Oh, dude, it was so much fun. In it was college. We all picked a team and played a season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for hours, you just drink beer and right, hang right. out and, and play that game. It was great. And the other one, happy birthday uh, posthumously uh, to Chris Farley. Would have been 60 uh, years old today. He was, I mean, I know every generation has that kind of transcendent uh, comedian, uh, whether it be George Carlin or Richard Pryor or uh, John Belushi, Dave Chappelle. Uh, these are the guys that, that you know, that, that, that stand apart from everybody else. Uh, Chris Farley was definitely one of those guys. Uh, one of my favorite characters ever on SNL was Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Uh, always makes me sad because Chris Farley was a big part of uh, me growing up as a child. Black Sheep, great movie. Tommy Boy, great movie. So let's go ahead and end the show today. We'll be out at 812 HIP tomorrow. Check us out here on the roundtable.